1: Welcome to the Ice Guys. Monday, January 8th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Monday card. We have four games tonight for this Monday edition of the show. We'll get to those in just a moment. Uh, Hope everyone had a great weekend. Uh, The NFL regular season uh, ended in uh, very thrilling, dramatic, exciting fashion yesterday. We've got a college football national championship game for those of you interested in that. Um, So lots going on in the sports outside of hockey, but of course, as always, our focus is the puck here seven days a week on the ice guys show uh and shout out to everyone in the chat it's almost a sight for sore eyes am i seeing things clearly in our chat right now stranger melissa cunningham my goodness it's been a while hope you're doing well melissa happy new year uh yeah it's been a while since i've seen that name in the chat hope all is well uh at the cunningham residence and little carter as well hope everything uh going well uh with uh, you uh, good to see you in the chat again. It's been a while. Um great stuff. Um, let's go into Sunday and talk about the games that were. It was a horrible day from a betting standpoint uh, for me, other than really, what did I cash? I cashed a first period both teams to score with the Red Wings and the Ducks, and the best bet fell short with the over there. And I would jumped on uh, the first period over in the Calgary Chicago game. And other than that, uh, the favorites let me down, and it's it's frustrating because you know how often, I try to make a case for underdogs in this sport on a daily basis. And the one time I'm going with the favorites and sidling up with uh, the Kings and, of course, the Flames yesterday in those two afternoon games, and neither one can get the job done. First of all, let's give the credit where credit's due in the Calgary-Chicago game. Um, That was a real gutted-out, gritty, uh, gut-check effort from a very depleted, shorthanded Chicago Blackhawks team, and credit to them. I thought they worked their ass off in that game. And that's all on Luke Richardson, who said, yep. you know, no excuses. You know, I don't care that Felino's out and Bedard's out and uh, all these forwards are out for us right now and that we're missing defensemen too, like Seth Jones. I don't give a shit. He probably said, you got to just come to work and be ready to play your best. And the best you, get. whatever you got, whatever it is, bring it. Uh, and Chicago did that. That was all about one team outworking the other. Simple as that. That's what it was yesterday with uh, Chicago. Will beat skill. Will beats, you know, health of your roster clearly as well, because that's what that was all about. Calgary played a dopey game right from the start. You could tell, uh, you know, it wasn't a great game for Vladar either. Just their management of the puck was atrocious at times. And there were times that Chicago had them running around, you know, in their own zone. So that was just a, that looked like a tired team at the end of a road trip, actually. uh, The Calgary Flames in that game yesterday, but that doesn't excuse them for playing badly. The bottom line is one team played hard. The other team played poorly and the team that played hard won, regardless of the situation uh, with the shorthanded roster for uh, Chicago. So credit to them. They got the job done uh, against Calgary uh, last night. And, you know, there's a bargain bin goal score prop we're going to have to start looking at for Chicago. And that's Colin Blackwell, man. Uh, This guy. And I, I read some great comments from him after the game saying he's been sick of being pushed around from one team to the next, not given a shot not being a, a, not getting a new, another contract from a certain team that just you know push him aside and move on. Uh, it's happened now to him at multiple places when you think about it. The Rangers, the Kraken, the Leafs. And now here he is, of course, with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, and he says it's it's, it's pissing him off. And he's angry, and, and he's playing like an angry guy with a, something to prove. Uh, and he might be something to look at for goal props for Chicago moving forward because he looks like someone that's ready to take up the mantle offensively for them with all the injuries they've got. So uh, he had a great day yesterday for Chicago, and he's had a couple of really good games now for them, uh, the last few. So that's something you want to keep an eye on. Kings, look, even the great road record and the great performances away from home could not save the Kings yesterday uh, as they fall to the Washington Capitals 4-3. And, you know, the level of concern, the level of being alarmed goes up just a little bit further, you know, after that loss yesterday for L.A., who are just now in a full-blown you know, skid right now, losing streak, and it's going to be up to them to get out of it. And what's concerning about starting off that road trip against a struggling Washington team going into that game and losing, is it's not going to get any easier. You got the Kings, you got the Lightning and the Panthers right around the corner if you're the LA Kings on this road trip. I think they do the Florida two-step coming up. Tampa and Florida, now have fun with that. That's not going to be easy, either of those two teams, especially Florida, who look like, uh, look like they can't be beaten right now. Uh, so it's uh, uh, gonna get tough here for LA on this road trip, and uh, we'll see how he fares. And yeah, that was the I agree with that from uh, Jean Francois in the chat here. Talbot, uh, not one of his better games, I thought, not the best. Remember, uh, Deming with his post game comments, the Ranger Penguin playoff games, those uh, po- uh bro- spicy pork and broccoli, not the best. Yeah, uh, Talbot yesterday and net, not the best, uh, for him in that game for the uh, LA Kings. Uh, not his best performance, uh, and uh, Washington, though, credit to them, get a 4-3 win. Last night, uh, you talk about the Winnipeg Jets, how impressive that was? I mean, workmanlike, businesslike, you're better than Arizona, don't play down. They didn't play down. They beat them up 6-2. to They dominated that game because it was like 30-12 to shots on goal at one point. I mean, that was, that's impressive by the Jets. You know, no slip-up. Uh, sharks maybe a little bit of a trap spot ducks maybe a little bit of a trap spot coyotes maybe a little bit of a trap spot uh, and that winnipeg jets team was un- was able to just avoid the trap uh, and the, the better team show up play well play your game and that's exactly what happened uh, a great performance from the jets 6 to 2 multiple players contributing of course in the effort um, and i said this on uh, social media earlier today If he's not my favorite captain in the NHL right now, he's one of my favorite captains, Adam Lowry for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. uh, Fought, got a goal yesterday, a great fight with him and Jack McBain as well uh, in that game uh, after a questionable hit, and that's why he's a leader. You know, questionable hit on one of his teammates there. He didn't like it, didn't appreciate it. Step in there and say, hey, you know, you're going to have to answer for that. Uh, Adam Lowry, one of my favorites, uh, and a nice win there for the uh, Winnipeg Jets last night. Uh, in that 6-2 win. And then Detroit and Anaheim, unfortunately uh, for me, with the uh, Detroit overtrain came to an end. Uh, as this I believe this was their first under in the last seven games, but they do get the win, 3-2 against Anaheim, a heartbreaker for Anaheim. they played a decent game, Trevor Zegers with both of their goals, but Rasmussen scores with just a little over a minute to go, the game winner to make it 3-2 and break that 2-2 tie in the uh, third period. I wasn't on the draw in that game, but my goodness, anyone that was, that's tough. I mean, you're a minute away from overtime, and then Detroit ends up getting the game-winning goal, 3-2. Uh, how about that for Detroit? They'd pull a Toronto, and they also sweep the California road trip, uh, beating L.A., San Jose, and Anaheim uh, in all three games. That's so the Red Wings and Leafs, who both went 3-0 and perfection out in Cali. Uh, Alex, uh, what did you think of the Sunday slate?
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it wasn't the, the most successful. It did cash the first period over. Uh, in, uh Calgary and Chicago, unfortunately, did not get the first period puck line with Calgary, did not get that team total, uh, fell a bit short. But kudos to the Hawks playing, a, like I said, a, a great balls-out effort, you know, guys stepping up and delivering. And you mentioned about Colin Blackwell, you know, and like I said, you know, player props, you have to, certain things, when you see guys getting hot. you just got to ride them every game. Now, he scored against the Rangers, and I took him against New Jersey, did nothing that night, and then he comes up back and gets two at home against the Flames. So now, like I said, he's a guy we definitely have to look at. We're still going to get some good value with him moving up the line. And, uh, you know, 30 years of age, he's a hard two-way player. He's one of those guys that can stick around and make this lineup. I think he's a guy to look at, and there's a couple of guys on this lineup to look at, you know, from here the rest of the season on. This is a kind of an extended tryout. You know, Blackwell's the kind of guy who, if he he shows up well, plays hard every night, you know, chip in another 10 goals, 12 goals, uh, you know, give you 25, 30 points between here and the rest of the year, he could find himself in a new two-, three-year contract. Uh, worth some money that he hasn't seen in in his entire, you know, uh, a full contract he hasn't seen in his entire career so far. So uh, I think he's he's working his way toward that level. He's the, those are the kind of guys Luke Richardson wants. Those are the kind of guys Kyle Davidson in this franchise want. So uh, it, it was it was good to see that from a fan perspective for sure. Uh, that L.A. Washington game that was a, a bit of a mess. Like you said, L.A. You can't afford to lay eggs like that on the, on the road. You're already struggling to, to win games at home. You can barely do it. So now to be playing uh, you know, down in competition and, and struggling and, and losing these games, you, you can't afford to do that. Something's gonna have to turn with them now. And you know, we talk about the goals in this situation. You know, you're riding Talbot as high as he is, but we know how Cam Talbot can be. That streak was not going to last the entire year. You need a backup that can uh suffice. You don't have Phoenix Copy for the rest of the year. He's done. David Riddick ain't the guy. You're going to have to go out and find somebody. You're going to do the same thing you did just a year ago when you moved Jonathan Quick and you brought in Jonas Corpusallo. So they will certainly have to be uh, on the move. And I think they can't wait another month, another two months. They're going to have to be on the move maybe a little bit sooner than later uh, because you're going to need to give Talbot a, a rest. And even if you, if he's running hot, you still want to try and give him a rest or put someone in position to give him 20, 25 games off between now and the end of the year. You want to make a run deep in the playoffs. So. Uh, those are the concerns for LA, as far as that Detroit Anaheim game goes. Didn't watch too much of that. Didn't watch the beginning of it. Uh, got that both teams to score, and like I said, that was just kind of a flyer. I wish I had kind of sprinkled a little bit more, more on that because we saw the good pace. I didn't grab the first period over live, but that's something I'll be kind of looking at. Of course, we've been doing that with Detroit, but Anaheim's one of those teams now where they're finding that groove. They're you know showing some kind of you know a little bit more fight than they have been despite the the, the losses. And now they might be a team where they can, you know, kind of bring that pace early. So their team that I'll have circled looking for some first period looks, both teams to score the first period over moving forward.
1: Yeah, it was a great call, Tim, by Rich. Rich H., I mean, who's one of our favorites, is on our pretty much majority of our bet casts as well. Uh, he had power play point for the Red Wings last night. Terrific. Plus 415. Uh, it ends up coming through. Absolutely. Excellent job there um, betting that one. Uh, last night in that game uh, before we get into the monday's games just briefly on the big news william nylander's re-signed uh, with the uh, toronto maple leafs uh it's not exactly uh, earth-shattering news we knew for days that this was going to happen it was just a matter of when it was going to get finalized and when it was going to get officially announced and it happened uh, a couple hours ago and of course eight years 11.5 million no move clause no trade clause uh 11.5 aav uh, with that deal for william nylander and look they paid the piper um, and they knew they were going to have to because he's having this incredible season uh, for the Leafs so far. What has he got fifty points already? Uh, you know, and um, so credit to the Neilander camp. Neilander camp got the better of Tree Living and the Leaf management with this one because they held out. They said we're, we're not budging off eleven plus million. We think that's what he deserves. That's what he's that's what he's earned. Uh, and eventually, they got their way, and the Leafs capitulated to what William Neilander and his camp was looking for. And at this point, I think they just said, you know what, this guy's too important, too valuable to the hockey club. If this makes things difficult uh, in a couple of years with Mitch Marner, if this makes things difficult with some of our other players that we're looking to re-sign, so be it. We need to get this guy locked up long-term, locked in, uh, and uh, that's exactly what they've done. So William Nylander relief for the next uh, eight years, $11.5 million per, per year. And uh, what can you say? Uh, this is a team that's uh, trying to get uh, – Win a Stanley Cup, and right now, the way he's playing, Nylander's a big piece of what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, Alex, uh, any thoughts yeah. from you with that deal getting done?
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, they they they're kind of planting their, their you know flags in the ground on who they're going to keep and who they're probably going to be moving. And you know, now this kind of seems like writing on the wall. Either Mitch Marner gets moved, you you know, uh, and that, that seems to be the likely domino, right? I mean, uh, barring like something different, where unless Matthews, I
1: find it difficult it to find the pathway to keep him. With what they've already tied up yeah. and the other guys, yeah, yeah, I do. We talk about
0: five five players to get fifty four million dollars next year. So, you, so something's got to give. You, you you can't have that, even with the cap going up. The, even the money you used with the cap going up is now going to Neiland. So, um, so they have to make that change and, and they got to figure that out. And you know, with Toronto, and I, I think I've said this before, with you know the pressure on them is just massive, right? Obviously. To get past the first round again, get into a conference final, get to a Stanley Cup, win a Stanley Cup. But you've waited this long. What's a couple more years to finally get it right? And I'm thinking now at this point, you've had this core for so long. We've seen, you know, the ups and downs and the struggles. You know, you're still having another year with this this goaltend. You don't have a goaltender that's going to give you get you to a Stanley Cup this year. You just don't. Okay, now if you can manifest one, find one, uh, pray to whatever deity and something happens that changes that. So be it. But until that time right now, all the goaltenders you have in Toronto, AHL, NHL and otherwise, they aren't going to cut it in in a deep run. So with that being said, I think the Leafs, you play to win. Obviously, you play to go as far as you possibly can. But I think you should have in the back of your mind, all right, we can make this move in the offseason. We finally get our core. We figure out who carries us and who doesn't in this playoff series. And anybody that's dead weight, anybody that's dead weight, you cut them loose, however you, you may in the postseason. And then you, you load up for next year. I think next year is your big run if, if you're the Maple Leafs. You, you, you can make a run, and like I said, you're going to go to the playoffs, more than likely going to win a round or even two rounds this year. But I don't see this team winning at all. And I think that management core has that in the back of their head. Okay, we're gonna take that next step, but we aren't there yet. But we're getting there, and William Nylander is gonna be part of us getting there.
1: Yeah, it is, and uh, he, he they said we're committing to Nylander because I think they feel right now with his level of play, how do we even come, how do we even attempt to win a Stanley Cup if this guy's not part of this hockey team? And I think that's what they see what he's been able to do because I mean the skill level's off the charts, and if he can just commit even a little. To to just be in a alert and improving off the puck, away from the puck defensively, which has always been his, you know, issue in the past, uh, and uh, he'll he'll end up being a valuable piece to whatever they're trying to do as far as playoff. Now, did they pay the Piper? Absolutely, they did. No bargain at all to retain William Nylander. But sometimes in life, yeah, you get what you pay for, and you got to pay for what you really want. Uh, and uh, obviously, the Leafs did that with William Nylander, with this uh, contract being uh, renewed today. Uh, All right, let's move on to Monday's slate. We got four games, and we start off with, should be a really good one at Madison Square Garden, Vancouver Canucks, New York Rangers. Rangers minus 145 home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this one. The uh, Canucks, not not an easy game, and they got pushed by New Jersey, who made a comeback when they were down 5-2 to make it 5-4, but the uh, Canucks hang on. Uh, They get the 6-4 victory against the uh, Devils uh, to bounce back from that 2-1 loss against the Blues. I mean, this team just continues to be phenomenal after a loss. I mean, this team just does not lose two games in a row. Uh, And once again, that happened uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks, avoiding two straight losses. Rangers come into this game after a 4-3 shootout loss to the Canadians where, you know, really they played well enough to win for sure. 48-30 advantage as far as shots on goal. But unfortunately, the... uh, Rangers got uh, montembeau a little bit. He was really good uh, in that game for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. But at the same time, just didn't finish enough. Uh, Montreal got the uh, victory 4-3 in a shootout there uh, on Saturday night. We'll see if the Rangers can bounce back from that. They played Vancouver quite well. Three straight victories in the head-to-head for the uh, New York Rangers against the Vancouver Canucks, including a 4-3 win last year uh, here at Madison Square Garden between these two teams you know thatcher demko and igor shesterkin your goalies now shesterkin's had an up and down season all year i will say this though about demko this is the first you know part of the season where demko's looked human you know in some of his recent starts if you go back and look at his last five starts he's actually given up four goals in three of the five so it hasn't been as good as as good for demko lately uh, in between the pipes for the uh, vancouver canucks so we'll see if he can right the ship here a little bit tonight against the Rangers. I, I will not, and I don't. I know it's a bounce-back spot for the Rangers, but you're not going to see me fading the Canucks at this price. Plus You know, the plus 125 for this Vancouver team, that's not something I'm interested in going against uh, at this point in time. Now, Vancouver did lose to the Rangers in the meeting earlier this year in Vancouver. It was 4-3 in overtime uh, in favor of the Rangers in that game. Uh, So Vancouver looking for a little bit of redemption here as they take on the Rangers tonight. This is the front end of a back-to-back, by the way, uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. They are in Long Island to take on the Islanders uh, tomorrow. There's actually a lot I like here. Going to do a small Canucks and draw split uh, in this game. Uh, Plus 125 on the Canucks. Obviously, you can get around, I believe, plus 350 is what we're looking at uh, with the uh, draw here for the uh, Canucks and the Rangers. Remember, we did see overtime in Vancouver when these teams played. Uh, Back in October, I do expect a pretty close competitive uh, matchup here between these two teams. So definitely I'm looking at that. And uh, even though I know the Rangers are in bounce back mode here after the Montreal game, uh, you're not going to get a price like this on the Canucks very often. So plus 125 Vancouver at split with draw plus 350. I'm also going to grab a little both teams to score first period at a nice plus price, 150, and also a little of this over six and a half. I can't argue with the over here based on the series history. We've actually seen four straight meetings go up and over the total with the Rangers and the Canucks, 5-2, 4-3, 6-4, 4-3. So we've got a pretty strong recency uh, of the Vancouver Canucks and the New York Rangers. When they get together, we see some offense. So wouldn't surprise. And plus you've got two goalies that are still finding – they're t- looking for their top form right now. Jesterkin's been searching all year for his top form. He's been up and down. Demko has definitely hit his first, you know, underwhelming stretch of the season where he hasn't been that dominant stand on his head Demko that we saw for much of the early part of the season. He's been a little shaky lately. I mean, like I said, four goals allowed uh, in three of his last five starts. So three, four goals in each of his three of his last five starts. So over for me as well uh, in this one should be a good game. Great uh, game here on this shorter Monday slate. Uh, What do you like here, Alex? Vancouver, New York.
0: Yeah, this is definitely uh, one of the the two marquee matchups of the night. And it's kind of funny, the game we'll talk about later. I like almost the same uh, set of plays. I like the over in the first period and full game, but I'm grabbing those in game. I am grabbing a little bit of both teams to score in the first period and sprinkling a little bit on the draw uh, at a plus 350. And I'm not going to be picky about draw prices. Like I said, my rule of thumb with the prices is plus 300 or higher. But this is one where you definitely want to try and shop around and get something three thirty or higher. Cause I, I, I did see earlier in the day where I saw some three fifteen, some three twenty. So we're seeing that now. And like I said, that's something we have to kind of shop around for the best prices. We always talk about, of course, the split of regulation draw, yes, no prop and how that's not changed. But now we have to shop around with different books because we're seeing wider variants with these draw plays because they're cashing in more. Uh, so that's something to just kind of kind of make a note of. So so a plus 350 or higher, this is something where I would sprinkle maybe a half unit uh, along with both teams that score in the first period and then just kind of looking for some in-game spots for the first period and full games over.
1: Yeah, I agree with everyone's sentiment in the chat about Miller. JT Miller going back to New York here. He oh, Not just goal and assist, I'm thinking over one and a half points, get plus money. I could see him having a two-point night. Uh, in this one, for sure. Uh, that's what I'm thinking there. Dakota Joshua is a good value prop for Vancouver. P.U. Suter is on the second line now for them. Uh, there's value there. And I agree too with what you guys are saying about Garland. Garland with goals in back-to-back games. You know, he's looking for three straight games with a goal. Why not? Take a shot with it. Uh, and then on the Rangers' side, don't overthink it. Who's getting it job done right now? Trocheck and Panarin. Those two guys are on a heater right now, both of them. Uh, for this New York Rangers team. So by far, they are my favorite uh, props on the New York side of things. Trocheck's racking in the points, chipping in some goals here and there as well. And certainly it goes without saying what Panarin's doing uh, at the moment for the uh, New York Rangers at this point in time uh, as well. So those would be the options. Even mind, the Rangers are an exciting bunch right now. You know, they've got Brzezinski up with the team. Uh, Will Cooley's been up the rookie for the full year. They just called up Brennan Othman, who I think very highly of. Uh, absolutely think he's got potential to be a very, very good uh, NHLer uh, for a very long time. Uh, and he's uh, on the third line as well for this Rangers team. So a little bit of a youth infusion uh, going on right now for the uh, Rangers, uh, which is good to see. Uh, someone's in the chat saying that the draw, the, the, they see it. A pl- I see it at plus 350 right now. Uh, at FanDuel it might have been plus 370 earlier but right now I see it at plus 350. If you can get plus 370 obviously even better yeah, that's great uh, no yeah. question that's uh, obviously a really good price uh, no question about that. All right, Penguins and Flyers Keystone State battle. Pittsburgh minus 125 road favorite six the total in this game. I'm not laying a price with Pittsburgh. I've said that how many times have I said that this year? I can't I've lost count. I'm not laying a price with Pittsburgh. Why is that? Because they're erratic. They're a flighty bunch. They can't be trusted in certain situations they couldn't be trusted to beat a buffalo team that can't couldn't win two in a row to save their lives saturday night when they lost at home to the uh, buffalo Sabers, who finally notched two wins in a row against this pittsburgh team so you know it's just way too bloody inconsistent that's exactly it melissa who knows all about it as a penguins fan that she is uh it's just yeah it's too inconsistent there's games where you know The the power play is awful. Games where the power play lights it up. And then when that happens, the defense and the goaltending isn't there for them. So it's been a bit of everything. uh, And pretty typical of the Penguins' season that they have that great win in Boston, 6-5 against the Bruins. And you come back and you play like that at home against uh, Buffalo. And you end up losing 3-1. So we'll see. I will say this about uh, Pittsburgh. They've been a good bounce-back team lately. You know, they have uh, been good off a loss. They got drubbed by Toronto, won the next game. Lost to Ottawa shut out the Islanders 7-0 next game. The 4-3 loss to Washington last week, and then they beat Boston uh, the 6-5 uh, after that. So lately off a loss, they've been good. So I'm also not taking Philly uh, with Pittsburgh coming off the loss, but I'll tell you what, the Flyers have always been a very difficult foe for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Flyers have won each of the last two meetings. They've gone, uh, it's been a 3-3 three and three head-to-head series split uh, in the last six weeks. Uh, head-to-head encounters between these two uh, in-state rivals. Uh, And uh, the Flyers beat them not once, uh, but twice earlier this year, back-to-back, the home-and-home that they had in December. uh, Flyers won in a shootout 4-3 in Pittsburgh, and then the Flyers won 2-1 in overtime at home the very next game. What's the common denominator for those two games? Oh, yeah, they both went past regulation, which leads me to what I like here, and that's a draw. And this is probably one of my favorite draws, uh, probably is my favorite draw on the board tonight i see another close game very competitive uh we've got the series history that indicates that including not one but two previous overtime shootout games this year between these two teams each of the last two meetings went past 60 minutes i think this has a great chance to as well at plus 360 at FanDuel, we'll take the draw here penguins and flyers Uh, alex i think you're thinking what i'm thinking here
0: Absolutely, yeah. Right on there with the draw. I got plus three sixty. Also took some small sprinkles with correct score to two at twelve to one and three three at thirteen one. Uh, like I said, definitely think this is gonna be a close game. And you know, this is you know two teams that don't like each other. Uh, Pittsburgh needing a win. You know, Philly. You know, kind of maybe smelling blood in the water. I think we see a lot of physicality, a lot of back and forth. We see a lot of. Maybe four and four play, a lot of penalties called. So this could be just kind of a, a mucking up, messing up kind of a game. And I think that's going to drag it into uh, overtime and beyond. So at plus 360, take a shot with the, uh, the draw and some uh, correct score shots. 2-2 at 12-1, 3-3 at
1: 13-1. All right, there we go. So not only the draw for Alex, but he's hit a couple of these this year with the correct score after regulation. He's going 2-2 and 3-3 for big plus money uh, in this game with the uh, correct score props. Uh, as far as player props in this game, we've talked about Lars Eller, you know, talking about someone that's, you know, percolating a little bit for Pittsburgh on that third line offensively for them lately. There's a little bit of value there. Certainly when you look at, you know, Crosby, Gensel have been amazing, uh, for this team. And now Raquel is back on the top line with them. I think Raquel's worth a look. He's got two goals and four points. Uh, in the last three games right now for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So he's been very good on that group. As far as the Flyers are concerned, you're not getting the great value with him compared to some other players, but he's almost been an automatic ATM machine with props, whether it's point prop, goal prop, assist prop. And of course, you know, I'm talking about that's Travis Konecny, just been ridiculous. He's on a seven game point streak, four goals in the last three games. And like I say, at least one point in seven straight games, so definitely you could look in the Travis Konechny uh, direction uh, as far as uh, props tonight uh, in this one. Uh, it looks like also keep an eye on Farabee. Uh, Farabee's got five points in the last four games for this uh, Philadelphia Flyers team as well. So there's some decent uh, uh, pl- uh, some players that are in decent form at the moment right now for the uh, Flyers, namely uh, those two on the top line, Farabee and uh, Konechny. They have been quite good. For the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, no question about that. And don't sleep on Morgan Frost. He got a goal and an assist against Calgary uh, in the victory on Saturday. Very talented player who's taken some time to get up to speed at the NHL level, and he's starting to get there now for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. There's another consideration you could have for props tonight in this game. All right, we go to Dallas and Minnesota. We've got the uh, Stars minus 135 road favorites, six the total, shaded to the over uh, here in this game. Um, I'm telling you what, Dallas, they got to try to figure some stuff out. It's not been a great stretch of games here. The last few three straight losses, uh, the Montreal game was the start of it, uh, where they had that huge blowout win against Chicago and Montreal, was kind of a predictable, you know, kind of malaise spot for the stars. They kind of played like it, uh, although they came on strong down the stretch, nearly tied that game, but it was a little too little too late. Uh, they should have beat Colorado. There's no question. You're up four, two at home, even against a team like Colorado who's very good. You got to close the door. They could not the avalanche tie it up. And then the avalanche win in overtime five, four, and then the Nashville game, you know, they they give up the first goal again, which has been a problem lately for Dallas getting behind uh, in these games and they just can't make it up. You know, they, they, when you're chasing the game constantly and Dallas has been forced to do that a lot lately. It makes it difficult. You know, it's a dangerous way to live, and it's a dangerous way to try to win hockey games in the NHL. Uh, and we've seen that repeatedly lately from this Stars team. Uh, they ended up getting uh, d- uh, down in that Nashville game, and they end up losing 4-3 as well. So now they have to go on the road and try to shake things up, try to get back on track here. The good news is their road record's actually pretty solid uh, this year, Dallas, uh, 10-4-3. Uh, on the road, see if they can get back on track here against uh, Minnesota. Credit to Minnesota. It's been, we talk about how this has been a ravaged team from an injury standpoint, an AHL roster. It's like the Iowa Wild, uh, uh, Minnesota Wild, uh, and the Iowa Wild have merged into uh, one team here with this uh, roster issues they've had, Uh, but there's no question that they've struggled with it, and they did get Matt Zuccarello back uh, Saturday against Columbus, which was significant, but still, you're talking about Arguably, your two best defensemen, Brodeen and Spurgeon, still out. You're talking about your number one goalie this year, Gustafson, Philip Gustafson on IR, and of course, Kaprizov. Goes without saying uh, how much of an absence he is. You know, so at least they got Zuccarello back. So it's a little start, but still very much a banged up team. Uh, it's going to be Marc Andre Fleury uh, once again, as expected in net here for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, coming off that uh, great performance against Columbus and allowing his team to tie it late and then win it in overtime. What a save he made, too. I mean, that save's been, you know, basically littered everywhere on social media, and rightfully so. That's that's Marc-Andre Fleury to a T. He's just an all-out effort goalie. You know, he always has been throughout his uh, in NHL career, and that's just the kind of save he's made on more than one occasion you know, basically having to sprint back and keep that puck out when he was trying to get to the bench there for the extra attacker. It was just a spectacular uh, effort there uh, by Marc-Andre Fleury. So he ends up getting the um win there and he ends up tying Patrick Waugh as well for second uh, in the all-time wins list uh, in NHL goalies. So he's got a chance to break that uh, tie uh, with a victory tonight. So we'll see how he fares. Now, I agree, I agree with Peter DeBoer doing this. Now, we know Jake Ottinger has been sidelined for a while, but it's time to give Wedgwood, it's time to say, hey, cool it. we got to give Scott Wedgwood a break here. Give him a blow. Give him a rest. You know, it's time to just, you know, give him a break here. He needs one. He hasn't been as sharp lately. Uh, he's given this team everything he, he's got in him, but you can tell his play is getting worse, not better in the recent games. So up comes Matt Murray, Matthew Murray, although I think now they're just calling him Matt because it used to be I saw Matthew Murray on the marquee. Now I'm seeing Matt Murray. But again, this is not the Matt Murray you're thinking of from Pittsburgh and Toronto. This is Matt Murray that's been in the Dallas organization for a long time. He will be in net uh, for this game. 3.39 goals against average, 844 save percentage in three appearances with Dallas last season. This, I believe, is going to be his first appearance this season for the uh, Dallas Stars. But yeah, Wedgwood, 10 straight starts with the uh, Ottinger lower body injury. He needs a break. He needs a breather. And thankfully, now he's finally going to get one. That being said, do we trust Matt Murray? Uh, We'll have to wait and see. But again, a 3.38 goals against and an 8.44 save percentage in his appearances with Dallas last year doesn't exactly strike a bunch of confidence in my gut uh, as far as uh, Matt Murray is concerned going into this game tonight. So uh, like I said, we've seen some setbacks the last few couple of games with the first period over. With Dallas, I, I I wouldn't shy away from it here. I'd take a shot with it, go back to the well here uh, one more time, at least uh, with it. So Minnesota-Dallas here, first period over. Uh, definitely interested in that uh, at uh, minus 130 at Bet365. Full game, especially with the sixes still out there. And I see over six minus 125, you know, at DraftKings. So there is still sixes available. I would certainly look at a full game over as well uh, in this matchup, Stars and Wild. Um, cause keep in mind with the first period over, uh, falling short lately with Dallas, the full games are still going over, believe it or not. Look at the Nashville game uh, that ended up still going over for the full game. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, and then of course we saw, uh, Colorado Dallas first period over did get there, but yeah, we saw the, uh, uh, first period over fail against Nashville, but the full game still went over. So that's why the first period full game over split to me still makes sense here tonight with the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, certainly the draw uh, here although I'm going to keep that one a little s- smaller. Uh but pr- primarily here for me first period over, full game over. Very much tempted by Dallas. It feels like, you know what, we got the younger guy in there. We need a win. Minnesota's still very much banged up. Let's not forget that. I think it's a situational spot for Dallas to respond and get back on track here, but I got to admit, I was hoping for a little better than minus 135 with the price. What do you think here in this one, Alex, Dallas, Minnesota?
0: So this is the start of a home and home series. Tonight's games in St. Paul and Wednesday night's games in Dallas. And so I was really, you know, paying close attention to who would be getting the starts in that. Now it's Flory going against Matt Murray and Flory, like you said, you know, trying to get this record, uh, be second all time and wins. And I see everybody in the chat saying, yeah, they're going to be playing hard for him. They're playing hard for him every night that that's not going to be, uh, you know, I don't think there's going to be any extra motivation than that. That every time he's on the ice, they're trying to play hard for him knowing that every win counts for it towards his record. Just, uh, you know, the kind of guy that he is in that locker room, he's, he's the de facto quiet leader essentially, uh, and so they're going to give him the support. That being said, I was really hoping they would kind of shelve him and get, give him the start Wednesday and give this young kid, Jesper Wallstead, uh, the start. Everybody's really high and waiting on him. And now Augustus yeah, sent out long-term. They called him up. After they called Zane McIntyre up and they flip-flopped around, the I guess because Wallstead was still playing, you know, you have your logistics with the IHL having a lot of weekend games. So it's Wallstead backing up Flurry. And if he gets the start Wednesday, I, I'm kind of hoping that Dallas wins this game tonight. So that way we get now, we're looking at a plus one twenty-five, plus one thirty price to back Wallstead, because that's where I think this team's really going to rally around. This whole franchise is fully aware that this guy is going to be the future. Uh he's supposed to be the next level. He's he's right up there with the Devin Levi's and the Dustin Wolves of the world as far as yeah. uh goalies of the future. So that's the spot I was kind of hoping to be be hitting on. But since we are having that tonight, hopefully we get that Wednesday. As far as I'm going, it's the status quo. It's first period over the Dallas Stars, 17-6. and six. Uh, And I know some people are ready to jump off the wagon. Feel free. I'll open the door for you. You can walk off of the wagon if you'd like. But with Matthew Murray starting, no Miro Heisken, and This is still at least the next four games are going to be spot till the first period over. And I said in the chat earlier, I'll say it here for recording purposes so you guys can hold me to it. If Dallas goes worse than two or two in this next Four game stretch to the first period over. So one and three or even 0 and four, then we can get off of this train and we'll wait for it to start anew at some point if it does. But if this is two or two, three and one, or another four straight, don't talk to me about stopping the train because it ain't happening. All right. So first period overnight, both teams to score in the first period. I like that a little bit as well. The draw, I did play it, but it's not my favorite, especially with Murray and that. I'd be more inclined to maybe look at the draw in the Wednesday contest uh so this is kind of i'm looking at this as a six period kind of setup between tonight and wednesday as well as far as like in games or or things like that there could be some carryover because these two teams have a ton of history between what happens monday here and what happens on wednesday in dallas
1: yeah and uh i'd like i don't understand the panic about well the nashville first Dallas first period over lost. And we got to just jump right away. You do realize that the game before that Colorado, Dallas first period over hit the game before that Montreal, Dallas first period over hit both Chicago, Dallas games first period over hit right before that. It's not like this is some five game losing streak for crying out loud with the first period
0: over. We lost one the other night. Like it's not the sky's not falling folks with this. And here's the thing. Two of those six losses came against Nashville both teams had chances to score more than one yep. goal in each of those contests. So yes, they are playing Nashville again in a couple of nights. Yes, I will more than likely be on the first period over, barring a price change, which we have not seen. We haven't seen anything higher than a dollar forty five in the last twenty five games, and the one time where we did see a dollar forty five, you know what I did? I waited and got minus a dollar twenty in game and in a cash. So there's, there's no reason to, to stop the boat right now
1: like there's minus 129 at Pinnacle with this first period over. Like perfectly reasonable price still uh with it. So, yeah, very very impressed uh right now with the uh run it's been and like I said we just had the one loss with Nashville and yeah, that was a and and doubt da- that both Dallas Nashville games recently actually did stay under in the first period. So maybe it's just a Dallas versus Nashville thing uh that's causing that. So keep that in mind as far as props go you know in a game where we think there's a potential for goals um you know Rossi uh centering the top line absolutely Hartman for Minnesota uh, those would be players i'd be interested in it looks like Marcus i forgot to mention this Marcus Fellino is back uh, too so they are starting to get some of the walking wounded back you know they got uh, obviously Zuccarello back and now Marcus Fellino is good to go he'll return tonight from his lower body injury so this is all good news for Minnesota who have obviously been bitten uh Badly by the injury bug uh, here in recent games. Uh, and now it looks like they are starting to uh, get some uh, traction going. That's a very, very sneaky little selection there from our guy Cuban about Sam Steele. Uh, Sam Steele has actually been a little bit of a offensive spark for spark plug for the stars lately. Uh, there's no question. I know he only plays on the fourth line with Foxa and with the veteran Craig Smith. But, you know, he has stepped up every now and then. And you're right. He's playing the team playing against his old team. So, uh, you know, if you really want to dive into the uh, bargain bin, there's definitely uh, a look there towards Sam Steele. I, I could see it. And certainly the the former team angle is in play there uh, with that one. So keep an eye on that. Other than that, for Dallas, you know, who I'm usually targeting, it would be it would be uh, Marchman, Duchesne, Sagan, maybe a Wyatt Johnston as well. And on the back end, look, it's not going to hit every night with uh, this guy, but if he's going to take those minutes, He's still going to be impactful. He had two points, two assists uh, against Nashville, and that's Thomas Harley. We know he's taking a lot of the responsibility now on the blue line, especially uh, with Miro Haskin being out. So he's the number one power play unit, blue line quarterback now on that power play. He had two assists against Nashville, and I know uh, we were interested in the goal prop with him uh, that night, but I still say you go back to the well with anything you can find for Thomas Harley right now. Uh, a great opportunity for him to fill the void left by uh, Miro Heiskanen. 560 to get a goal. Uh, as far as his point prop, uh, I'm just taking a look. I don't know if they've posted point props yet for him. No, they have not. But that's disappointing because I've been looking high and low the last couple nights for uh, assist props and point props for Harley uh, and haven't found any. So, disappointing. As this would be a good situation definitely to uh, take advantage of for sure. Uh, all right, next up, it's our final game of this Monday card, and it's a very good game as well. Boston Bruins, Colorado Avalanche. We've got the ABS 130, home favorites, six the total in this game. Obviously, the Colorado, you're going to have a hard time beating a team that's playing like the Florida Panthers are playing right now when you spot them three goals in the first 10 minutes, and that was as bad a start as you could have asked for, for the Colorado Avalanche on Saturday afternoon. Uh, And it was everything. They didn't have the puck. Florida was all over them, swarming in the offensive zone. There were some defensive gaffes. And, of course, there was some pretty damn awful goaltending from Ivan Prosvatov as well uh, in that game. Uh, And he had a really rough day. Uh, He ended up getting replaced by Georgiev. And Georgiev really didn't shut the door. (laughs) He was a little little bit better. But still, I mean, uh, Colorado got four goals to tie that game 4-4 georgiev is in the net at that time you got to shut the door now that your team's come back for you and he didn't and four four became eventually eight to four so to see that that's now a couple of colorado games this year where they have just been dummied in their building remember what uh st louis did to them earlier this year in colorado and florida yep. kind of the same thing uh, on saturday afternoon so um just um a, a shoddy performance from colorado uh Bednar was stunned in the postgame saying, I can't believe that's what I saw from this group, you know. And uh, so you would expect, in theory, a team like this answers the bell tonight, Colorado. But tell you what, there's issues at times with their defensive game at the moment. They're scoring goals in bunches. Like, their offense is fine. Their offense is – there's not an issue there. Uh, But they have definitely not been shutting things down. Georgiev's play continues to be erratic uh, all season long. Just not been good enough, not consistent enough. And then Prosvitov, forget about it. I mean, he's just not going to be the answer either. Um, So there's issues there as far as goal prevention uh, is concerned. And it's a team that's now the injuries are mounting again. You know, obviously Lackenden's been out for a while. uh, And and there's others that have been out for a while too. But now Miles Woods day-to-day, Bowen Byram, one of your better young defensemen, is now on the IR for the uh, Avalanche. That's not what you want to see going into this game. Um, So that's concerning here. Uh, Lots of issues right now for Colorado, especially at the defensive end. And here's Boston coming into town. And all of a sudden, uh, two games here that they played, Alex, to end that homestand against uh, Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, they got into a couple of shootouts. What the hell's going on here? This is Boston Bruins hockey the last two games. You could have fooled me. Uh, 6-5 and 7-3. You don't see that. Those kind of score lines involving the Boston Bruins every day. And yet, sure enough, that's what we saw against the Penguins and the Lightning. They were on the losing end of it against the Penguins, but they were on the winning end of it with a 7-3 to three thrashing uh, of the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, on Saturday night. We'll see how they fare here. I think situationally, I'd like Colorado off a very, very angering loss like they had against Florida, rather than Boston off a very satisfying win against a team they have a lot of history with, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, so I, I'd lean to the Colorado side, but I think I would prefer the team total for the abs. If I'm going to get involved in with anything to do with them right now, because honestly, I don't trust their defensive play or Georgiev at the moment. I just don't. And if the Bruins are suddenly going to start playing like an offensive dynamo and Alex, you look at the last six games, four, five, five, four, five, seven. You know, they're popping in the goals right now, Boston. So does this become little, a bit of a sneaky shootout here with the Bruins and the Avs? Total six, which is a total we don't always love with Bruins games, but it's a very cheap total usually for Colorado Avalanche games. I will say that. Um, so I'm going to go with a first period, both teams to score in this one. I'm going to go with Colorado team total over because I do think they're loaded for bear tonight after what happened against Florida. That was a debacle, plain and simple. With all due respect to the red-hot surging cardiac cats right now and the way the Panthers are playing, you know Colorado's pissed about that showing uh, in that game on Saturday. I think they could get you to four. Not to mention here, you look at uh, the situation here for the Bruins. They've been giving up more goals lately, and they've got Swayman confirmed in net. For the uh, Bruins. Swayman's given up 6-9. I've got him at 6-9, 14, 15 goals in the last four starts combined. So he hasn't been shutting the door nearly as well. Jeremy Swayman for the uh, Boston Bruins of late. So we're going to go first period, both teams to score. We're going to go with the Colorado team total uh, over three and a half, plus, plus 130. It's a pretty damn good price for Avs team. And w- wouldn't you want that rather than minus 130? I certainly would. Uh, so Colorado team total over three and a half and over 6 going to go with all three of those first period, both teams to score uh, over six full game Avs team total uh, over three and a half here as well. Uh, Alex uh, Bruins avalanche. What do you like?
0: Well, you talked me out of uh, my initial theory was to kind of wait for these first period and full game overs live. I'm going to grab them now. Especially with that first period over, at one and a half minus a dollar thirty available at Caesars. I'm seeing a dollar twenty-five at a couple of shops. See that that's fair enough to where we probably shouldn't wait around because this could be, like I said, with the way Colorado got trounced. And it's it's funny because I ended up grabbing that uh, first period over two and a half right when Florida scored early because I looked at Prosvitov and I just saw where he just was just completely out of sorts. And you know, I just have to go back for a second and say once again I was right. We talked about some of these goaltending, uh, you know, combos. We say, oh, well, that team should probably get a little bit better of a goaltender moving forward. They probably shouldn't run uh, their top goaltender into the ground. And that's kind of what Colorado's already done. So and we'll see how that works out for them moving forward. But it's making it for some great uh, betting spots right now. And there's, like I said, six is cheap for Colorado. It's a little bit steep for Boston. And if you chop around, you even see the six and a halves. So I will be grabbing a six, uh, you know, full unit. But I probably still will be looking to try to grab a a five-and-a-half now and some plus money if it does pop up if we don't get a scoring right away. But I'm just kind of insulating myself now by already betting the first period over and the full game over. So if you want to take half units on those and then try to jump and grab the other half live, uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't sneeze away from that either. So first period over, full game over, I like as far as sides go, I want to stay completely out of it. I could lean with the draw, but I don't even feel comfortable about that. I feel like both of these teams want to get two points. Uh and, and they don't want to, you know, have to, to beat around the bush to do it. So uh just gonna be looking at the totals and kind of maybe look for something sidewise in-game.
1: Yeah, it. five, four final scores in each of the last two Georgiev starts, by the way. Uh for and again, he has he struggled. By the way, Boston enters this game. Uh, four and one to the over in their last five games. And like I say, this has all been their offense is feeling it right now. Marshawn, Pasternak, Geeky is chipping in offensively. He's, like I say, he's always worth a look. Um, Coils chipped in. Um, you know, they've got some guys down the lineup that are scoring, including, and you got to go back to the well with him right now. Uh, and Jimmy Murphy had a great article on this guy for Boston. He's turned into a power forward. He's physical. He hits, he four checks, he fights. And now he's starting to score. And he's starting to find out. Whoa, I've got, I've got, I can play, I can, I can produce, I can make things happen offensively. Trent Frederick is on a heater. Trent Frederick has five goals in the last four games and six points for the Bruins in the last four games. Trent Frederick's on fire right now. You got to go back to the well. And I've been un- involved with some Frederick props here uh, as of late. Uh, there's no question. Uh, he's feeling it right now. Uh, and he has got some swagger going at the offensive end of the ice. And you can get him tonight plus 400 at Patano uh, to score a goal uh, in this game. Uh, that's excellent value with what he's been uh, producing uh, of late for the uh, Bruins. There's no doubt. And there's some good options on the Colorado side. That Shushkin's on fire. Jonathan Drouin, who we talked about on the in the game against uh, Florida, he scored again. Uh, he's still, you know, the, the, the price is adjusting a little bit. But has it adjusted enough you're still getting plus 300 at patano for him to score a goal plus 140 to get a assist um you can get uh over one and a half points with drew at plus 450 in some spots um and we talked about this with jonathan drew he's comfortable he's got the best talent around him that he's ever had really or at least in years and he looks like he has got his offensive confidence back he's got goals in three straight games Four goals in the last three games, five points in the last three games, and for the season, nine goals, twelve assists. A lot of that damage has been done lately. So, uh, Jonathan Drewak, credit to him. People wrote off that career after the Montreal debacle, uh, and he's come here to Colorado with a, a one last hurrah. This was really a last chance, last dance, if you will, uh, to harken back to the Michael Jordan documentary, Last Dance for Drewak. If it was not going to work for him here in Colorado. It was not going to work for him anywhere else, I think. And his NHL career, you might be ready to lower the casket on his NHL career if things didn't go well here for him in Colorado. But they are, and he is absolutely uh, in great form offensively right now. So it's a good get- prop game. It's, uh, you know, when certain times of the year, when these two teams have are dialed in defensively, which we know they're capable of, and when they're getting goaltending, which we know they're capable of, both of these teams, you don't rush to bet over. When these teams meet up, but right now that I am because the defense is sloughed off, the goaltending has been erratic, both sides, Swayman, especially for Boston, who happens to be a net tonight. Same thing with Georgiev. So uh, and trending over with both teams lately. So that's why we're expecting more goals than sometimes we normally would in a game between the Boston Bruins and the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Great stuff. That is the Monday card. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button. Uh, We appreciate it very much. 246 live viewers here on YouTube. Make sure you sign up and subscribe now that we're into the new year at patreon.com slash ice guys. Just $10 per month. Again, our daily sides, totals, player props, betting card from me, Alex, and any guests that are on the show get posted each and every day. Goalie charts, totals, charts, and more. And of course... We're gonna have bonus content throughout the new year, especially once football winds down. We're gonna get some QA stuff. We're gonna record them. Alex and I will pick some dates for that. QA stuff, theme videos. You know, what's our favorite this favorite hockey player in the 70s, favorite team of that that this decade? We talked about that. I think we talked about goal songs before uh within the arena. So there's all kinds of ideas we have for bonus videos, bonus content, and of course, for the first time ever. A Patreon-exclusive live BetCast is coming your way later this month, here in January. Patreon-exclusive BetCast. We're keeping the date of that BetCast a secret. It will only be available to Patreon members to tune in, to watch, and also to join us on the stream. Uh, And the day of that BetCast, we will just drop the YouTube link for the BetCast on the Patreon page, exclusive to the members that are signed up and subscribed there, and that will be the BetCast day. It's going to be a surprise to everybody. Uh, once uh, we drop uh, the link the day of the, that betcast, so that's coming up this month, and of course our main betcast that will be public and available to everybody that comes your way next Tuesday, January the sixteenth, seven p.m. Eastern time. Uh, our primary betcast for the month of January. Uh, looking forward to that. And again, if you want to join us on next Tuesday's uh, betcast, uh, DM or email Alex or I, and we will send you the StreamYard link for that betcast. Before it begins. So again, patreon.com slash ice guys, uh, just $10 per month. Get on board with that. And don't forget about the store. Great merchandise and gear uh, and a lot of new stuff for the new year. Ice Yeah.
0: All the draw season merch, all the Thailanders, Long Island merch, and all of our classic ice guys merch. You can get all of that at ice
1: All right. It is time for the bargain bin special uh, of the night. Uh, we had some near misses yesterday with the uh, bargain bin special. Uh, but uh we've got a lot of good options, even with just a four-game slate tonight. Uh, Alex, where are you going for the bargain bin tonight?
0: Yeah, heading up the street to XL Energy Center. We got the stars in the wild going and like says, you know, two teams don't like each other. It gets a lot of you know, it gets physical, it gets messy. We saw some great playoff battles. And you know, sometimes those guys who you know deliver that physicality, they can step up in these kind of games. And I'm looking at a guy like Patrick Maroon plus 600 at FanDuel. i uh, seen him plus 500 in a couple other spots as well, plus 600 at DraftKings. You can grab him to get an anytime goal tonight. I think he's a guy kind of hovering around the net. We saw him get a goal a couple nights ago. I think he could get one uh, in for the Wild here, which would be a very entertaining contest. So Pat Maroon, plus 600, anytime goal is my bargain bin special. Tonight.
1: All right, Patrick Maroon, the big rig, uh, as he's called, uh, for the Minnesota Wild, plus 600 for Alex B. Smith with his bargain bin special of the night. My bargain been special tonight. I'm going to go back to the Bruins and the Avalanche game. And uh, I talked about them a lot just a minute ago. Trent Frederick, Boston Bruins. Love the price uh, for someone that is clearly finding some less, not just some, a great degree of confidence with the puck and making things happen. Five goals in the last four games for Trent Frederick. And to think you could get plus 370 at FanDuel, a high watermark of plus 400. Uh, at Patano uh, for Trent Frederick to score a goal tonight for the Boston Bruins. We definitely like that value for someone that is heating up significantly right now for this Bruins team. So Trent Frederick, Boston Bruins, plus 400 uh, for my bargain bin special of the night for this Monday card. All right, best bet time. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet?
0: Dallas Stars, Minnesota Wild, first period over one and a half minus thirty. Dallas 17-6 and six to the first period over uh, with Matthew Murray getting the start net. They seem very reluctant to want to throw him in the net. Maybe there's a reason for that, and hopefully we see that reason prop up in the first 20 minutes. So Stars Wild, first period over is my best bet tonight.
1: There we go. Dallas, Minnesota, still one of the best bets in the NHL for the last several months, even after that loss, regardless of what the naysayers think. Dallas, Minnesota, over one and a half, minus one thirty first period for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. Uh, my best bet for this one is also going to be an over, but we're going to go to that late game, Boston, Colorado. I'm to take advantage of the six uh, over six minus one twelve minus one fifteen is what we're looking Uh, As far as the total in this game, Colorado, uh, three straight overs. Boston, uh, four and one to the over their last five games. Uh, And if you actually look at series history between these two teams, we've actually seen six or more goals uh, in three of the last four meetings. And here in Colorado, uh, we have seen the over cash at a three and one clip uh, in the last four meetings. So uh, let's go with that. Uh, Bruins and Avalanche, Uh, they may not be over teams indefinitely. But to me right now, they are. They're scoring and they're giving it up. Bruins Avs over six, minus 115 for my best bet for this Monday NHL card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, uh, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. Uh, And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the uh, show live. Uh, Later this week, by the way, just to let everyone know, we have our old friend Ray Bryce on the radar for Wednesday's edition of the Ice Guys. And then it looks like Matt Robinson's weekly spot is going to be Thursday. Uh, this week so he'll be back on with us as well uh and i don't think him and alex have done a live daily show yet together maybe one but uh yeah, we did. i'm sure about that i think
0: we did, we did i think
1: actually yeah. yeah you were on once with him already okay yeah so yeah 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 so it looks like matt robinson thursday and we'll have ray bryce wednesday we'll check in we'll see how the european exploits of his hockey career are going right now when he joins us on Wednesday. Great stuff for Alex B. Smith. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, including the college football national championship game. Uh, I'm on uh, Washington plus the points. If anyone's I, for, that's what I would recommend. I've actually got Michigan and Washington both uh, to win the national championship bet pregame. So Absolutely. it's really one of those games. You can just sit back, watch and enjoy uh, and uh, not really have to sweat the outcome. Just hope for a great game uh, either way.
0: I hate Michigan with a passion, so chances are they probably win this game. <laughs> and well,
1: we'll see about that, yeah. Good stuff. Have a great night. We'll see you again on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys.